Hello, everybody. This is the TBK podcast. Yeah, we're going to talk about the um, Derek Shizora versus Joseph Parker fight. I believe it was myself and just myself and Tunde a few a few days ago when we we done our predictions on the on the Derek Shizora Joseph Parker fight. I wouldn't say it turned out exactly how we said it would turn out, but the result. I mean, it was quite similar to how we said it would turn out. I think I said it perfectly. I think I came out of it near enough. You think you came out of it perfectly, did you? Near enough. <laughs> near enough. I did say that in order for Chizora to win, he would have to get onto Parker. He's going to have to rough him up. He did that in the first few rounds, so... The, the fight, how I had the fight, I scored the fight 115-113, Chizora. I had Chizora up by two rounds. I, I, I kind of feel like because because Derek looked really fatigued, it's almost like he was penalised for the way he looked. And it was like some of his work maybe wasn't accounted for by the judges because maybe Parker looked a little bit more kind of fresher. He looked a little bit more kind of snappy. But Derek was working his ass off, man. I, I, I think it was quite a shame that he didn't actually get get the nod on that. And one of the judges had it way, way, way too wide for my liking. I, that I, judge I needs to be... He needs to be investigated because I don't know what kind of fight he was watching. He literally had it like three rounds or something like that to Derek. So that basically means I guess he gave him the first one because that was a knockdown. And I don't know what other round he gave him after that. But he's saying that's literally all Derek won. And I just I just can't see how that's possible. I think it's debatable that he probably won the first three or four rounds. And that, that automatically gives him a, a five-point advantage. Yeah. So how 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 he can be losing by five rounds, according to this judge, is amazing because he definitely won the twelfth round. I, I I had it. I had it going into the twelfth round. It was like whoever won that round was gonna be the one who won it. Yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. I, I I thought Derek. I mean, don't get me wrong though. Parker did do good work in the in the twelfth round, but I just felt like Derek kind of nipped the round off of him. And to be honest, I I wouldn't have been mad if if Parker got the decision and you know by like say you know 115 113 in his favor i wouldn't have been mad about that i i don't know if it's fair to kind of call it a robbery just the fact that parker won but it's just by how wide he won we've got to look at how we like as per usual whenever it comes to decisions we've got to look at what is judged on and we you know each judge might look for different things now as far as I'm concerned, no matter how much you heard this guy blowing, he was steaming at the end of every round, yeah? But every round, he showed ring generalship. He kept going forward. Yeah, his work got a bit raggedy towards the end of the fight, as it did against Usyk, yeah? But for me, I think Parker wasn't necessarily... There wasn't enough output from Parker. Mm. Yeah, he had a couple of really good rounds and some of his flashes were really good, but I think, was it the 10th or the ninth round when, you know, he drove him back... And then stepped off. Mm. And, and and literally that was the way he fought the whole fight. He didn't yeah. he didn't he, he didn't he didn't apply enough. He didn't show that he was the fresher man enough. Whereas Derek showed the dog in him every round. I, I thought Parker did show he was the fresher man, but I don't feel like he capitalized on that. Do you know what I'm trying to say? I don't feel like he done enough work. And and I, I agree with you that Derek showed showed a lot of dog in the fight yeah, do you know what I mean the fight went the way it did because of the way how Derek was pressing the action yeah yeah, yeah. and he, he he drew Parker into his sort of fight if you think about Parker in his first what 17 fights the the the, the hand speed the, the hand speed the combinations he couldn't yeah. really do he couldn't really do no more than twos and threes and he had a couple of bats where he might have had one or two 
spells of those twos and threes. But Chizora continuously and continuously pressed him, and I, you know, it can't always be about just getting pressed. It's about what the other, what the, what the fighter is doing. Yeah, Parker looked slicker. He looks slicker throughout the whole of the fight. He definitely didn't do enough to get a five, a five point swing. And I don't know if it was necessarily right that he won the fight in the end. If, if it was a draw, I wouldn't have been disappointed. If again, if, if, if. Chizora had won by two rounds I wouldn't have been disappointed mm. but when you throw in the fact that one of the judges saw him fight better by five rounds mm. it's, it's, it's a very questionable decision and and, and and I don't know I don't really think that Derek I don't really I don't really think that they should necessarily go again I mean yeah Chizora's going to win it but if they're going to go again I don't think this fight can be pay-per-view headline never again no. yeah I mean that, that was going to be my next question would you want to see it again I, I think I would want to see it again but it'd probably be on an undercard yeah. Of, of another fight let's talk about Bivol and uh, Richards I think um, Richards showed that he is well above domestic level it, there's a couple things with that fight one maybe he was worried about gassing out I'm not sure just pacing himself but he didn't really get going until what the the, the eighth ninth and I think he's kind of kicking himself especially with regards to the you know to the uh, to the judges' um, scorecards, he did do well. He didn't get, you know, he, he, he wasn't pushed over by any means by Bivol. But Bivol is somebody who does just enough to win, and he's come off like a what, eighteen-month layoff or something like that. Richards has shown enough to, to, to you know, for me, definitely to want to see him in in um, in those kind of fights. So I'd like to see him kind of push on from there. I felt that he was a little bit. Not overawed, but he kind of let um, Bivol dictate his own pace. And like I said, I mean, he only got a sense of urgency sort of rounds eight, nine, ten. And, you know, he started like giving back a bit more and um, attacking the body, which he should have done from the very beginning. If you're going to tire out somebody, you need to you need to start giving him, you know, going to the body from, you know, from, from the off. But he did well for himself. I think now he can see for himself that, you know, he belongs at a certain level. Maybe not quite world class, but he's yeah. he he's he's in between. So I'd say he's definitely European, maybe a little bit, maybe slightly higher. He's got the tools to make some noise for himself, but he needs to have a bit more belief and he needs to have more output. Whether that's gonna be possible for him, I don't know. I mean, by no means did Richards, he didn't disgrace himself, but he just wasn't creative enough for me. It's like he, he kept on doing the same thing throughout the fight. And I, I, I feel like Bivol, like I, I agree with you that Bivol, he does just enough to win. I feel like he kind of figured out from early on that he was kind of way ahead. And he just kind of went on, you know, cruise yeah. control really, yeah? Yeah, he sharp shot. Yeah, but Richard, he's just not creative enough. Like he, he, he literally kept on just, you know, he pumped a jab, pump a jab, come over with the right hand. Pump a jab, double jab, double jab, come over with the right hand, all upstairs. Like, and he he done that for way too long. Once he started mixing it up a little bit, going downstairs, you know what I'm trying to say? Like coming, that's when it started getting a little bit more kind of interesting, but he didn't maintain those spurts for long enough. He was up against Bivol and Bivol, Bivol doesn't strike me as a, at least on that performance anyway, he's not someone who guns for a knockout. He's not someone who, who guns to, you know, take off his opponent's head he was happy to just kind of just box and stay safe if he if, if Richard goes up against a killer I don't know if he's going to see the 12th round like fighting like that like, I, I, I like him I like him I, I don't want to be harsh on him but I just feel like he wasn't creative enough that, that's just my personal perspective alright so let's move on to the next one Chris Eubank Jr 
versus Morrison. It was a good little run out for Eubank, but Morrison was never on his level. Uh, Eubank's too fit, he's too strong. What I'm really pleased to see is that he has a trainer that he respects. He's actually listened to his trainer. I think he could have gotten him out, out of there in the, in the second round. You think? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he could have gotten him, gotten him out of there in the second round, but um, he wanted to, um, you know, get some rounds in. Sometimes that can, you know, thinking like that can bite you in the ass. But um, <laughs> overall, it was a, it was a cool fight. It's like I, I thought there was a load, loads of positives to draw from. Yeah, like he, I mean. That, that fight was straight after the Richards fight and there was just so much more variety in Eubank's work compared to say someone like Richards yeah mm-hmm. like you know the way how he was like jabbing to the body he was jabbing to the chest yeah do you know what I'm trying to say obviously when he goes on an attack he's just crazy and he's got like crazy stamina and that yeah I did see I did see the Roy Jones influence I did see it like the way how he was kind of posturing and you know what I mean I, yeah. I did see shades of it like he hasn't boxed in almost two years and the last time he boxed he only had like two rounds but for me it's like bro if you can take a man out I don't want to see you stepping back and doing all that weird shit like do you know what I'm trying to say and it just kind of just left a funny taste in my mouth and that throughout the fight. I just thought, Chris, you could have had like a flawless performance. Yeah, like, do you know what I'm trying to say? Just the same way how Conor Ben went out like the other week, yeah, just demolished the guy, yeah? Like everyone's singing Conor's praises. If Chris went out there, done what he was supposed to do, get rid of the guy, we might be having a different conversation right now. But although he cruised, he cruised, I, I, I feel like he virtually won everything. But it's just like I said, it's just the weird Eubank kind of oddities that creep into his performances certain times. I mean, yeah, I, think, I think that got put into him though, innit? Because Roy Jr., like Roy Jones kept on saying, I was just about to say that. Consist- consistently, we need rounds, we need rounds. He even said it in the post fight. Do you know what I mean? Mm. The, the idea was to get rounds in. And I think I rate Chris for actually fighting the urge to do what he would instinctively do. And that is just go hell for liver. And we know he just starts getting crazy. When he when he starts mm. throwing his hands, he goes berserk the geezer. Roy Jones wanted to make sure that he was working on the stuff that he was he was putting into action what they've been working on during this camp. Even in what he was saying to him in between the rounds, it was quite clear that there was a game plan that he, he, he tried to stick to. And later on throughout the fight, yeah, he started to do what he usually does, which is just throw his hands and just go absolutely crazy, take a step back, come straight back in, throwing his hands all over the place. But I think I, I think the later the fight will run is the more he had license to do that. The first part of the fight was 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 really about working through what he had been taught. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't I don't I don't necessarily knock it. I get where you're coming from, but mm. I think I think for 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 himself he had to go through what he had what, what he had learned because otherwise uh, blasting the guy out of there wouldn't have taught us anything. I don't mm. think he would have taught him anything either. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Well, let's let's move on to the to the next one. I wanted to talk about uh, Katie Taylor and uh, Tasha Jonas. Fight of the I night. Thought, yeah, like I, I thought that that was the, the fight of the night, man. I, I thought that was an excellent fight. I thought Natasha Jonas she put up a, a valiant effort. Mm. I think she started too late though. If she, like, she was, I feel like she was a little bit nervous to begin with. So she seemed really tentative in the beginning of the fight. She seemed really, she seemed really stiff and just not loose to me. But once she kind of found a rhythm, man, she was just, she was like, she was working Katie's body. She was doing a, a load of beautiful things, man. She just started too late. I don't necessarily think she started too late, though, because literally the last two rounds, it was nip and tuck. It could have been anyone's. And I, and, mm. and I think that's where that's where Taylor showed the, the championship experience. Taylor's speed, again, was a factor. I, I, I think Jonas, the way, she was, the way she was switching head and body attacks was absolutely beautiful. 
Yeah, mm. but but the thing is, she looks a lot more. She looks very cumbersome compared to Katie Taylor. And I think the speed won in the end. That actually, I'd want I'd want to see rerun. But I think I think Jonas, she 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 worked her she worked Taylor really well. I think she gave her more than she had she had bargained for, and mm. you know she showed that she belongs at that level. And we want I want to see her continue to go, even though she's thirty six. I do want to see her continue at that level because she's definitely got what it takes. Jonas has shown that she she is. She belongs at that level. Um, I echo what David said. She works Ke's um, body quite well. Taylor, her her output is mad. She will put together three, four, five, six punch combinations, and she will keep on doing it. The way she just goes on in terms of the championship championship rounds, she knows exactly what she's doing. It was a really great fight, and I'd like to see it again. Excellent, excellent, excellent. All right, well. I mean that's that's it, man. It, it was a good. It was a good. I thought I thought it was a good card for Matchroom. I didn't, you know. I know a lot of people complained that it was um, pay per view, but I mean, I mean, if I was to score the card, I'm, I'd give it maybe a six out of ten, something like that. I don't know if that's fair. Would you agree, six out of ten, guys? Yeah. Um, to be honest, I saw, I saw the last three fights. So I'd give it about a seven and a half. To be fair, I never saw I never saw the seven earlier fight. Right. Yeah, seven and a half. Yeah, I saw I saw three what I thought were really good fights. Yeah, so, um, yeah. yeah, that's what I gave it. All right, excellent, excellent, excellent. Okay, then cool. So that's it. Um, this is myself, LL, um, David, Sunday. Uh, this is the TBK podcast. Take care. And this is the TBK Podcast.